Thank you for tuning into sermons from Liberty Baptist Church in Newport Beach, California. Our goal is to help you know God more and take the next step in your spiritual journey, no matter where you're at. If you have questions about God or about Liberty, you can connect with us at libertybaptistchurch.org. We pray that the Lord will use this message to be a help and encouragement in your life. I'd like to direct your attention to the Word of God in the part of the Bible, into the book of the Psalms. Psalm chapter 107. I love the Psalms and I love the Proverbs and these, these books right in the heart of the Bible deal with the heart issues of life. We come tonight in our reading and our thinking to Psalm 107. I'd like to pick up the reading just for the sake of time in the middle of the chapter and look at verse number 21. The Bible says this in Psalm 107 in verse 21. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. They that go down to the sea in ships, that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. I don't know if you're in the habit of marking in your Bible, but if you are, I'd like you to mark that phrase found in verse number 24. The Bible says this, His wonders in the deep. His wonders in the deep. The truth is, one of the great temptations of life, especially, and I'm not trying to be unkind or rude or ungrateful, but the, one of the temptations that we have in America is to seek our own comfort. America has built a society around convenience and comfort and providing everything at our fingertips. We run across one little speed bump that messes up our day. The, 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 I've, I've seen rants by people on social media. I've since had to delete the apps off my phone. I'm sick of social media. But before I had deleted it, I got an alert one day from a pastor's wife who was on a rant because the server at the coffee shop didn't put the, the cream or the, the whipped cream on her coffee and didn't shut the lid properly so that the cream was... I thought, what is wrong with us? The reality is we are so easy and so prone to live lives seeking after our own comfort. We don't like to be uncomfortable. We don't like to be stretched. We don't like to be, be put in situations that, that are uncomfortable for us. I think it's very interesting. The Bible says this, these see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. I want you to go with me in your mind's eye to the deep. I want you to go out far from land. I want you to go far out from safety. And I want you to jump right in the middle of the biggest ocean you can imagine. That vast sprawling body of water. And I want you to be right in the middle because that's where we're going to spend our time tonight. And God's word says, it is in the deep that his wonders are seen. A little paradoxical, isn't it? It's a little strange. But God says it is in the deep waters. It is out where there is no help that we find our help is in the Lord. I want to notice just a few things about those who are in the deep. Look at the word of God, if you would, please. 
First of all, we find in verse 21, the Bible says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. We see verse 31 again, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. This is now, these are two of the four times in this passage of Scripture. If you take the time, which I hope you'll do, to go back and reread this passage, this, these are two out of the four times that this, these verses are repeated like this. And the psalmist says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Those in the deep, first of all, are those who have learned to live lives of praise. Those who have learned to live lives of praise. I think it's interesting, this difficult chapter, this difficult passage of Scripture is sandwiched between two verses that talk about praise. It's put in a chapter that repeatedly talks about how we ought to praise the Lord. It's put in a book of the Bible that continually and constantly through this book reminds us that we as God's people ought to be people of praise. People who adore and worship our Creator. People who are in the deep have learned to praise the Lord. I want you to see, if you would please, verse number 22. The Bible continues and says, Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. Friends, you and I, if we're going to be in the deep and we're going to make it out there and we're going to be what God desires for us to be, we are going to have to learn to praise the Lord. I'm so guilty and we're all often so guilty of doing everything but praising the Lord. We're good at complaining. We're good at grumbling. We're good at moaning and groaning about the things that we cannot change. And we as God's people ought to get back to praising the Lord. I want you to notice again, verse 23, the Bible says this, they that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the wonder, the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Notice what the Bible says. It is those who that go down to the sea in ships and that go do business in great waters. Those are the ones that see the wonders of the works of the Lord. And they see his wonders where? In the deep. Those who are in the deep launch out from the harbor. The truth is you and I love the harbor, don't we? And so many believers, so many of God's people spend their lives in this pitiful little motorboat puttering around the harbor thinking they're really getting something done for God. And I'm saying to you, friends, it is not until we launch out where there's no safety, where there's no comfort, and we launch out into the deep that God can prove himself to us. Those who are in the deep have not stayed in the harbor. They've launched out. They've gone beyond that rock jutty that juts out into the water to protect from the difficult waves. They're out beyond any, any resources. They're out beyond any help. They're out in the deep. And God's people who see the works of God who understand what God is doing, they're out in the deep. Ships were not built to stay in the harbor. And yet we content ourselves by puttering around the harbor in these little motorboats. There was a writer who, back in 1928, John T. Shedd, he wrote this. He said, a ship in the harbor is safe. But that is not 
what ships were built for. Friends, I'm saying to you, you and I were not created to just live in luxury and in comfort. We were created for a purpose. We were created not for our purposes, but for His purpose. And if we are going to see God move and work in our lives and do something, if we're going to see His wonders and His works, we're going to have to launch out. Pardon me. Parents, this is hard. You know the most difficult challenge about my family being abroad in the part of the world where we are? Do you know what the most challenging thing is? Probably not for me. The most challenging thing is for my mom and dad to let go of our family, for my wife's mom and dad to let go of our family and give, them, give us to God and let their children and let their grandchildren go. But that's what we were built for. And parents... We are so guilty of trying to control everything. My girls are getting older now. And I'm seeing, I'm finding, my wife has to nudge me every now and then and say, Stephen, you need to watch this, watch that. Thank God for a woman who's willing to help me and, and give me some guidance when I need it, right? The truth is I'm finding even with the children at this age, I want to control everything. And the reality is we as God's people, we as parents, we've got to let our children go and give them to God. Sure, in the right time. Yes, in the right place. I get, I get that. But I'm saying in our hearts and minds, we need to give them back to God and say, Lord, whatever you want. Not what I want. Not my will, but thine be done. Launch out from the harbor. Andrew Jackson, the president of yesteryear, he said this. He said, I was born for a storm. And a calm does not suit me. What was he saying? He's saying, I'm born a fighter. I grew up in New Jersey. Now, don't tell anybody. I got to Tennessee as quick as I could. I met me some bar hunters down there. These old boys, just for fun, they run them mountains, run them bar. And then when bar season comes in, them bars start chasing them. They're fighters down there. There are stories of years, ancient history for me. A couple hundred years ago, these guys, these guys are fighters. The truth is, you and I were not born just to sit and luxuriate in the spiritual blessings all the rest of our lives. We were born to serve the Lord. We were born to do what God created us to do. To be His image bearer. To be His ambassador in a dark world. Otherwise, God would take us all to heaven at this moment. If you're here, you say, Brother Trell, I'm getting old. I get it. But you're not done. Yes, your hair's turning gray and some of you's, your hair's turning loose. But the truth is, you're not done until God takes you home. There's a generation that needs to see you faithful till the end. There's a generation of people that need to see a grandmother and grandfather who are faithful to the end to do what God's given us to do. Those in the deep launch out from the harbor. Next, look at verse number 24. We'll read 23 again. The Bible says, They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. Those in the deep enter into a special intimacy with Christ. Those in the deep enter into a special intimacy with Christ. I think it's interesting if you look at Psalm 77, verse 19. You don't have to turn there now, but... The psalmist says this, thy way is in the sea. You want to know the heart of God? 
launch out into the deep. <clears throat> you want special times with the Lord? You're going to have to be out of the safety of the harbor when the only thing you have is the Lord Jesus. The truth is those in the deep enter into a special intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ that cannot be known by anyone else. It is those in the deep waters, those out where there is no help, where there is no hope other than the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. They find that when all they have is Jesus, that he is all they need. There's, a, in, there's an intimacy. Some of you have walked through deep waters. You've walked through those dark valleys. And you can testify tonight that it is God himself who met you in those dark times, in those difficult moments. And the reality is if we're going to enter into that intimacy with Jesus Christ and know him the way he desires for us to know him, we're going to have to launch out into the deep. Those in the deep enter into a special intimacy with Christ. You see, it is the child of God who launches out in faith, who never sails alone. And when we're out there, it is in the deep that we discover that we truly can trust the Lord. He is trustworthy, but that is learned in the deep. I want you to notice verse 25. The Bible says, For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Those in the deep, verse 27, are those who are brought to the end of themselves. You see, it is at the end of the road of our own power and our own strength that we find that he has all the power and the strength that we need. Those in the deep who are brought to the end of themselves understand that our strength or his strength is made perfect in our weakness. We don't like weakness. We don't like humility. We don't like those difficult, challenging moments. But it's in the deep that we're brought to the end of ourselves. How many of you know what it's like to deal with trouble? The Bible says he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind. Have you gone through a storm? It lifteth up the waves thereof. Have you ever been battered about in the storms and the waves of life? It doesn't happen in the harbor. The truth is, he, the Bible says, he, they mount up to the heaven, they go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted. Why? Because of trouble. You know what Job said about trouble? Let me encourage you on a Sunday night. Man that is born of woman is of few days and full of trouble. As the sparks fly upward, so man is born to trouble. That's really encouraging. The truth is, God desires to use trouble to bring us to himself. To bring us to the end of our wit. To bring us to the end of our wisdom. To bring us to the end of our strength. To where we can find everything we need in him. The Bible says their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. This is where God likes to bring us because it is in those moments that our eyes can be turned heavenward. Look at verse number 28. Then, 
they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still. Verse 28 teaches us this, that those in the deep discover the power of prayer. You see, it is when you get into the deep moments of life and the, the, the moments where you think you can't take another step is when God says, look to me, cry out to me. And the truth is that act of humbling ourselves, the act of acknowledging our inadequacies and our inabilities and speaking to the only one who can make a difference, says to him, I trust you, I need you. And God is just a breath away, just a moment away. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. God is waiting, the saying says, I heard as a child, God is waiting to be wanted. The truth is we spin our wheels and we spend so much time trying to accomplish what we are trying to accomplish in our lives, in our own, in our own power, and our own strength. We spin our wheels trying to do our to fulfill our agenda. And God says, I want to connect you to what I'm doing in this world, and I want to use your life for a greater purpose. The power is not in the, the words. The power is in the acknowledgement of the person of prayer. The acknowledgement that there's only one who can make a difference. And it is those in the deep who discover the power of prayer. Notice, let's go back to verse 25. We're going to connect it here in just a moment to verse 29. But we're going to look at verse 25. The Bible says, for he commandeth. Maybe you want to underline that word he Verse number 29, he maketh the storms a calm. Verse 28, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. The he in life. And those in the deep see the hand of their captain in all things. The truth is we need to understand that God is always working for our good and for his glory. He is working things for our good and to bring himself glory. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, we often quote it and say, God worketh all things together for good to them that love God, to them that are called the poor, according to his purpose. The verse doesn't start that way. It says, and we know. We have confidence that our all-wise, all-knowing God is working in our hearts and lives, working to bring Thing, working things for our good and for his glory. We need, as God's people, to remove all secondary causes. I don't know about you. I've been extremely frustrated in recent days. I'm just going to be honest. I've spent so many days troubled and worked up and frustrated. Anybody else like that? Don't raise your hand. If you are honest, you would admit you're frustrated about some things that are going on in our world. And the reality is what I have to do on a constant basis is to remind myself that an all-wise, all-knowing God has not lost the reins of the universe. The reins of the universe are firmly fixed in His hand. Isn't it interesting how something unseen can change our world so much? The truth is, folks, we need to see the hand of our captain in all things. The Bible says it is He that commanded and brought the storm. 
It is he that raised up the waves. It is he that made the storm a calm. It is he that brought them out of their distresses. Our God is in control. And those in the deep understand that the hand of their captain is moving and working in all things. And finally, I want you to see in verse number 30, the Bible says this. Let's just read it again. I love these verses. Then they cry unto the Lord, verse 28, in their trouble. And he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad, because they be quiet. So he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Those in the deep understand that those in the deep treasure Christ as the great reward. You know what that haven is? It's not heaven. See, we sing songs about heaven, but heaven would be hell if it were not for the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. The haven, the desired haven, is Jesus himself. It is not what he can provide for me. It is not what he does for me. It is Jesus himself. And what we as God's people need to do is we need to seek him. We don't need to seek what he can provide. We don't need the physical presence or gifts that he offers. We need to seek the presence, the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul understood this and he said in verse uh, in Philippians, he said that I may know him and the power of his, fellowship, uh, of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death, that I may know him. Those in the deep treasure Christ as the great reward. God showed up to Abraham, Genesis chapter 15. It's a fascinating story. So much power in this story. I don't have time to tell you the whole thing. I'd, I'd keep you too long. I think the, the floor is about to flop open. I'm going to disappear and the pastor's going to come up and finish here in just a moment. Genesis chapter 15, God shows up to Abraham. Remember that story? And he says to Abraham, he said, I'm your shield and I'm your exceeding great reward the reward is not something the reward is someone the haven is not something the haven is someone and those in the deep treasure christ as the great reward i love this passage of scripture the bible says it is they that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters these see the works of the lord and his wonders in the deep now, friend, I don't know tonight what launching out looks like for you. I know a little bit sometimes, most days, I think I know what it looks like for me. I don't know what launching out looks like for you. But don't be a believer who lives all of your life living in the safety of the harbor. Be a believer who will launch out into the deep and who God can use because God knows you, and you know him. There's a closeness. You've spent time in the deep, and God will make your life count and do with you many multiple times more than what you can do with yourself. And I simply want to ask you this question tonight. What does it look like for you to launch out into the deep? I don't know your heart. I don't know your family. I don't know your life. I don't know what God's doing. But I want to encourage you this night. Let us be people who are people who are living in the deep, seeing the works of the Lord, seeing his wonders in the deep, 
not living in the safety of the heart. Some of you, that means you need to open your homes and your hearts to your neighbors, your coworkers, invite them over for meals and start spending your life spending and being spent for the cause of Christ in a more committed way. Maybe that means God is speaking to some young person who say, I, I want to serve the Lord. I want to yield my life to the Lord and say yes to whatever he has. I don't know what it is, wherever you are in your station of life. But I want to encourage you tonight, launch out into the deep. Don't be content with the world's system. Everything around us, around us tells us comfort. Work for the, the pleasures of this world. It's not bad to have things of this world. It's not wrong to have money. It's not wrong to have a good job. It's not wrong for those things. But we as God's people don't need to be so plugged into this world that we miss that for which we've been created. And I simply want to encourage you tonight. Don't be content to live in the safety of the heart. Launch out into the deep and let God do with you what he desires to do. Thank you for listening to Messages from Liberty. Tune in next week for more Bible teaching or subscribe on iTunes to stay up to date with our current series.